Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the three-game NBA main set on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I made daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you guys cannot watch these YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. I will link down below. It's the DKDFS show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com. A couple different packages, esports, NBA, which includes NFL for free. Also linked down below. And I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. If this is your first time watching this, if you're not familiar with what Prize Picks is, basically it's a site where you're taking over under on fantasy points, right? So, for example, Trey Young, if he does play tomorrow, is projected for 46 fantasy points. Do you like the under? Do you like the over? Um, you can mix mix and match sports too. They have college, they have esports, NFL, NHL, all that good stuff. So if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You get 100% match up to $100. And finally, I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you guys for the continued support as I close in 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't know, live. As always, I'll be doing a live stream before lock to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions, and let's aim for 200 likes on this video that'd be greatly greatly appreciated but with that all out of the way let's jump into the video so before we talk about players and their prices for this three game slate we got to look back line up from from monday and monday it's up there this slate is up there um with one of the most tilting if not the most tilting slate of the year not gonna lie so you guys know um yesterday uh, had a pretty solid lineup and De- demar rose in five fouls in 25 minutes so that that sunk me all right and it's just that stuff is super frustrating because stuff like that you can't predict like with guards and wings like against like big men like an Embiid or Jokic like usually I try to avoid opposing centers because there is some foul trouble risk but like wings and guards you can't predict that stuff well sure enough Ben Simmons only 13% owned with no Joel Embiid in a smash spot what does he do Three fouls in, I don't know, six minutes. I forget what it was in the first half. So plays total of, what, six, seven minutes, I think. Somewhere around there in the first half. Second half, picks up a quick fourth. Just, just to really top it all off, too. The game blows out. The game's a blowout. 76ers are six-point favorites in this game, and they get blown out. So, Ben Simmons played 21 minutes. Without Joel Embiid, he's a guy that plays high, th- like 36 to 38 minutes a night. Played 21 minutes. So, if he plays his normal 30, what, 36 to 38 minutes, he probably crushes tonight. Just unbelievable. And this was just like the cherry on top with Dwight Howard. Obviously, Dwight Howard was a clear play. Like, you play no matter what here, but like, gets benched in this, to start the second half. He literally gets benched. And what what literally, like, I was losing my mind because the last last time Joel Embiid was out, I was pretty high on Tony Bradley as, like, a punt play, contrarian play in GPPs. And what happened? Tony Bradley played, like, six minutes. He, like, barely played. Dwight Howard played like almost 40 minutes when Joel Embiid was out. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're going to get the same thing, right, with – Joel Embiid out. Dwight Howard's going to play the huge minutes. He gets benched, and Tony Bradley starts, and Tony Bradley goes off. And I played Tony Bradley the last slate at, like, I forget what he was. Single-digit ownership. is like 2 or 3% owned. Barely played. Tonight, crushes, and, and Dwight Howard gets benched. Is that not DFS for you in a nutshell? 
literally makes me want to go crazy. Um, and then, you know, going over the rest of my lineup, <laughs> another just super tilting part. I've been on Goran Dragic for the last four or five slates. And I, I liked him tonight. I did. But um, I couldn't get to him because there are too many good point guard plays. And so I want Kendrick Nunn, who's been playing really, really solid. Kendrick Nunn, what does he do tonight? Five of 20. 20% shooting. So it's just one of those slates where everything that could go wrong went wrong. And it's just like the fact that Ben Simmons is solo owned too. I saw that at the beginning of like right when it locked. I was so excited. I was like, oh man, tonight's going to be a great night. Like low owned Ben Simmons, no Joel beat against Detroit. I'm, I love this. <laughs> and just three fouls in like five minutes. I'm, I'm just like, you can't make this stuff up. You, you can't make it up. Um, yeah, the rest of my lineup, well, Minnesota looks like they're getting blown out, so that's great. I mean, it doesn't even matter. I have no chance of cashing. But, um, yeah, I went with Rubio just because D'Lo is out. Um, paired him with Steph Curry. Um, used Isaiah Roby for value. And then, yeah, Hamadou Diallo uses a value play as well, even though he wasn't starting. Bam and Abayo uh, had a nice game, too. Come that game, Miami, bro- it was like a 240 over under. 240 close i think it was like 237 what is it 98 to 85 it finishes it's just i just want to forget about this slate i know probably a lot of you are tilting as well um so yeah just one more recap can't predict foul trouble ben simmons was a really solid play tonight that just sucks it sucks because he was included in my core too and like it's not just my money in the line it's other people's money so people are losing because of that just I feel so bad, but um, yeah, that plus Dwight Howard getting benched plus Kendrick Nunn shooting like his worst performance so far and Drogic then having the good game after I finally don't go on. I'm just, oh, it makes you want to pull your hair out, but that's DFS for you. Just literally one, it's a top five for sure, uh, tilting night so far of the NBA uh, season. So forgettable night for me. Let's talk about this three game slate. Hopefully you guys had a better night. Hopefully you guys avoided Ben Simmons. Um, hopefully, I mean, Dwight Howard was the clear play, but if you avoided him, good for you. Um, all right, let's talk about this three game slate. Enough of that because yeah, that was again, one of the most tilting nights, uh, so far this season. I should probably have NBA up. Sorry. I was making a video for uh, CSGO, but, um, okay. NBA, we have only one game out right now. We have Knicks jazz two twelve over under the jazz are 11 point favorites. We have a lot of injury news to talk about on a lot of these teams. Let's start with the Clippers. So this game is prob I mean the top two games look the first two games look really good to me Clippers so in a really good matchup no Paul George no Kawhi Leonard no Pat Beverly now I will give DraftKington credit they actually did price these guys up a little bit so it's like there's not a lot of like free squares but I definitely think this Clippers team is you're going to want some exposure to this team so let's start with the centers first Ibaka and Zubak, I don't think they're going to play alongside each other at all. So that kind of just hurts each other's upside. Like Ibaka will have to do more offensively, but like not a must play for me at that price. And then yeah, Zubak's been playing well off the bench, but they're just, I don't think they play alongside each other much. So they kind of hurt each other's upside. I think they're both fine plays, but neither are priorities. Reggie Jackson, I'm surprised they've made him the priciest uh, player on this slate or for the Clippers at 6.8K. Now he's a, he's a decent offensive player. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. My best guess is I think they start uh, Reggie Jackson at the one. I would say Luke Kennard at the two. 
uh, Batum at the three, Marcus Morris at the four, Ibaka at the five. That's my best guess. I think they want to bring Lou Williams off the bench. So, like, Lou Williams will come off the bench, Zubak will come off the bench, and probably, you know, a guy like Terrence Mann will come off the bench. So, I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. But, yeah, if Reggie starts a point guard, I mean, I think he's he's not out of play, but 6'8 is, like, again, not, like, a great price for him. Nick Batum at 6'3", I think would also be a decent play. But for me, I would rather get to Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris at 4'7". I think both those you know guys are similar players. And I'll just take the one that's cheaper. Now, again, you could play both if you want to, but I would prefer the price of Marcus Morris. Luke Kennard again, at 6K is decent. Is a decent play. Um, we got a little reliant on the scoring, but he should have to play big minutes. And then we have um, Lou Williams at 5.8K. Curious to see. I think he comes off the bench, but Lou is a guy that I do like for um, for tournaments. If he does come off the bench, I would think he has to play probably at least 25 minutes in this one, maybe a little bit more. And with those top two guys out, like he'll have to do a lot. So Lou Williams is definitely someone I'm looking to. Again, mentioned Marcus Morris. Uh, and then, you know, Terrence Mann, Patrick Patterson probably get in this rotation too. Not, you know, sure exactly how many minutes Terrence Mann gets, but he's a good point for minute guy. So I think you can take a shot in him for GPPs. So really... Uh, the, the Clippers, uh, again, recap here, Ibaka and Zubak are both fine plays, but I think they split the center minutes and neither really stands out. Uh, Batum versus Marcus Morris. I think I prefer Marcus Morris because he's cheaper. Still Vinderson Reggie, even though he's priced way up. I think Kennard's viable as well. Do kind of like Lou Williams. Assuming he comes out the bench, I think he'll have to be a guy that, um, you know, runs the offense for a good amount. So Lou's a guy I like for upside and mentioned Marcus Morris. Um, and then, you know, possibly a guy, Terrence Mann in GPPs. Let's move on to Atlanta. So Atlanta, there's still a lot of uh, up in the air too. Clint Capella, questionable. Trey Young, questionable. If they are both out again, then John Collins is the guy for me at 7-6. He played 37 minutes, um, had 45 fans points, would really, really like the upside in him, especially with no Kawhi and no Paul George. So um, yeah, John Collins and DeAndre Hunter would be a pretty solid play in the mid-range. He played 42 minutes. This insane miss for DeAndre Hunter. So like Hunter, John Collins, and then Rajon Rondo at 4-2. If Trey Young's out and Rajon Rondo starts a point guard, I don't know how I get away from him. Even at you know, even though the price came up, I would assume we're probably close to 30 minutes. Would really, really like Rondo there for value. The other options, Herder was a huge letdown for me, but probably gets about 30 minutes if all his guys are out. Gallinari at 4-8. Um, you know, they're kind of easing him back in with the minutes, so we'll see. If there's no minutes restriction, I think it'd be a decent play. Cam Reddish is fine too at 4-7, probably gets about 30 minutes. Now, that's assuming those top two guys are out. If um, if they're both in, then you know Trey Young himself at nine one. As long as there's no limitations, I like the price in him a good amount. And then Clint Capella at nine four. I don't know if I can pay nine four for Clint Capella, even if he plays. Um, so yeah, if he does play, I I don't know if I can pay that price for him. But Trey Young would be someone out for sure. Look to. So really, um, recap. I think if they're both out, it's Rondo for me, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, and then, you know, the other plays are viable too, like Herder, Reddish. Um, you know, a guy like Solomon Hill, 3.1K, played 20 minutes, but I don't think we have to go there. Um, Onyeki, I forget how to pronounce his name. I should know. Um, but he started at center last game, played 16 minutes. I guess he'd be an okay punt play, but wouldn't love it. And yeah, that's really it for the Atlanta side. So let's move on to Washington and Houston. Um, this game has a ton of upside here. Uh, revenge game narrative here for Russell Westbrook if you're into that. Now, they did limit Russell Westbrook to 25 minutes the last game, so we'll see. We'll have to see. If there's no limitations for Russell Westbrook, I actually do like him at the top. If there are limitations for Westbrook, then obviously I prefer Beal. Um, so this is something to keep an eye on. Now, it looks like all everyone else that was out last game is still out. 
Raul Neto is the one guy that is questionable. He was out last game, so that is pretty big news. Like, if Raul Neto plays, does take a hit to some of those other value plays. If Raul Neto is out, then I think it's the, the value guys will look to. It would be Jerome Robinson, who played huge Mets, 35 Mets. I would like him a good amount for value. You can look to Isaac Bonga, low, low usage guy, but he played over 30 minutes. And then Garrison Matthews on the bench played some big Mets. So those would be the guys will look to um, first if Raul Neto's out. And then a guy I like off the bench is Alex Len. He should play the backup center role to uh, Robin Lopez. He played 21 Mets. I prefer the price on Len, honestly, to Robin Lopez. Like, I know Robin Lopez actually had a pretty decent game one for 25 fantasy points. I'd rather take the min-price Alex Len over him at similar Mets. And Cassius Winston did play a little bit with Russ Westbrook being on a minutes limit. Um, but if Westbrook is back to, to full strength, I don't think Cassius plays a lot, so probably couldn't go there. And then, yeah, basically Jordan Bell was only played in the garbage time and played a couple minutes. Uh, Anthony Gill didn't play a ton either, so not can't really look to those guys. So, um, yeah, Washington is a team that if rolling that stuff out, they'll be pretty shorthanded again. Uh, top two guys, and depending on what happens here, if Westbrook is full go, I like him. If he's limited, prefer Beal. And then value-wise, Robin Lopez is fine. I do prefer the price on Len, though, to be honest. And then, you know, if Neto's out, we can look to Matthews, Bonga, uh, Jerome Robinson for value. On the Houston side, so Christian Wood is doubtful. Don't expect him to play. You guys know I'm going right back to the wall of Boogie Cousins. 6K is still too cheap. Honestly, if... He is going to, if when Wood is out, if Boogie plays like 30 to 35 minutes a game, like he should be priced above 8K. He's that good of a point per minute guy. Um, and like I said, two games ago, he shot two of 16 and still almost put up 40 fancy points. Last game, he had a decent shooting game and went for 60. So it's like, yeah, Boogie is just a smash play today if Wood is out. Now, if Oladipo, with Oladipo on Wall, what we'll to monitor this? Wall did only play 21 minutes in his first game back from that knee injury. We'll have to see if there's any limitations. If there's no limitations here for John Wall, I think that is too cheap. And then Victor Oladipo got in foul or yeah, got in some foul trouble and just had a terrible game last game. Um, don't like him as much with John Wall there, but both these guys are certainly viable in a good matchup. Again, we'll have to see if John Wall is limited, then I probably don't go there, and then Oladipo becomes a lot more viable. If John Wall is full strength, I probably prefer him to Oladipo. So, again, that's the situation I'll have to monitor. Eric Gordon at almost 7K with both now Wall and Oladipo healthy. I'll probably pass on him now. I just think that's a little pricey for guys kind of score independent. And then uh, we do have Daniel House back too. So, that is kind of just t- hurts the rest of the value for Houston. So, I'm probably just going to stay away. I'm probably not going to play Daniel House himself either. So, really, it's kind of the main guys for me. It's Boogie and then Wall, Oladipo on the Houston side. Let's finish up with New York and Utah. So, this is a game I don't have a ton of interest in. Randall, 9-7, yeah, it seems probably start right. I don't love the matchup for him. I uh, did only play 33 minutes, which is a little bit uh, concerning. RJ Barrett kind of got benched, only played 20. I mean, that game was just like, what on earth was going on with that? I I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm not super sad about that. Mitchell Robinson at 5-8, I would rather play Nerlens Noel. Noel's played uh, 20, 19, and 22 minutes the last three games. So yeah, I would just rather take the price of Noel than Mitchell Robinson. Alfred Payton and Emmanuel quickly. They're going to go with a hot hand. It was quickly last game. Went for 42 fancy points. But when I play him against Golden State, 11 minutes. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I I think he'll continue to come off the bench. But um, he's a good GPP play. Because if he's playing well, they will extend him a bit. If not, uh, they'll probably just go with Alfred Payton. Alec Burks at 5-3, so he started last game, played 27 minutes. I think he's a decent play at this price. I don't love the matchup for him, but he is a you know aggressive player on the offensive end, and that's probably it for me. Like Obi Toppin played a little bit, but not enough for me to get uh, excited about that. It's really like, for value, it's probably Narrowlands Noel um, if I had to pick a Knicks value play. 
Now let's finish up with the Jazz. So honestly, this game in general is not super appealing. Two teams that play a little bit slower. But Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley. It's the top three guys for me. Mitchell, back-to-back -back really good games here. Uh, 55 there against New Orleans, 27 in a blowout there against Golden State. He seems to be uh, kind of on another level now, right? I think when, when Shaq kind of uh, was talking some smack to him, it just kind of lit, lit a fire under him. Um, he's been really good last couple games. So 8.4K, I think he's viable uh, for sure. Uh, Rudy Gobert at 7-2, that does seem a little bit too cheap. I think Gobert is a safe play, right? He had, in, in a blowout in 24 minutes, he had 35 fans points. I expect somewhere around 30 to 35 minutes for him if this game does take competitive. So he seems like a safe option. Then Mike Conley's decent as well. Um, doesn't have the same upside as Donovan Mitchell, but I think he's a guy that probably plays around 30 minutes. Is a good, like, you know, cash game play. Um, Clarkson off the bench at 6-1. You know, minutes haven't been great for him. Only played 19 there against Golden State. So it's like, at the moment, I'm probably going to stay away. Bojan at 5-9. I mean, by now, if you guys play DFS, you know what Bojan Bogdanovich is. Now, I will, like, this stat line is just, that is not Bojan. He went for 14.7 boards and 8 assists. Like, what kind of stat line is that for him? This is a guy that is like a three-point shooter that doesn't do a lot of peripheral stats. That last game, he goes for almost a triple-double. I saw that. I was like, am I seeing things? Like, what is going on? So don't expect that again from Bojan. He's a very scoring-dependent wing. Um, again, fine for GPPs. Royce O'Neal is too expensive for me. Joe Ingles a 4-3. Probably plays about 20 minutes. I guess he's a fine option. And then Favors, last thing I'll mention, is like the backup five. Um, decent point for a guy, but I don't know if we have to go there on this slate. So really for me on, on the Utah side, it's the top three guys. Mitchell is the guy that has the most upside by far. I think like Gobert is probably my favorite like cash game play on this uh, Utah team. So uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for the video today, guys. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it. If you hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. Um, again, I will be live uh, tomorrow on YouTube to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions. But thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow.